Welcome to Career Innovators Express once again. I'm Christian Peterson. In this program, you'll hear how a social worker in aged care, Karen Bruno, created a career and a business that she really loves. With a tradies ute, some tools and a $7 marketing budget, that's right, $7, Karen built a business, a tradies network, and wants to help other women create their own independence. Karen, welcome to Career Renovators Express. I was just wondering, how did you get into this business from being a social worker? Well, it's not so much for, from being a social worker. It's something I've always loved to do. My mother was very handy and I grew up in a very can-do kind of household. And I've always loved pulling things apart and fixing them. But when I was at school, girls didn't go into the trades like carpentry or things. So I went down the other path into welfare and social work. And then I guess as I've gotten towards, well, not quite the end of my career, I thought I'd like to do something different. And this is what I picked, the thing that made me happy. (laughs) But when did you think that you might grow the business? When I first put my ad in the paper, I was working part-time in aged care, and I thought, I'll have a little go, and I'll put a little ad in the local paper, um, three lines, and see thinking I might do one day a week or a job a week or something, just have a little trial. And I got so much response from that one ad, it was a bit scary. And I withdrew the ad then and thought, oh God, what have I got onto here? And then I just kept getting referrals from friends and people that I knew and I decided to give up my day job, so to speak, and start a whole new career. What was it that attracted this business? Because there appeared to be lots and lots of handy people, mainly men. Well, I think it's simply a woman offering this service in a very typical man's world. In the um, paper, my ad was so small, there was no bold, there was no border around the ad, and there might have been 13 or 14 handy men. And then mine maybe was at the bottom or near the bottom. And I just got so many phone calls. So women and men have called and they've obviously wanted something different. So, Did you survey your clients? My first six months of going, I asked them all why they called me. And there was a theme to what they said. There was a perception that women, and therefore me, were going to be neater, was going to turn up on time and was going to be very careful in the job. And they were kind of the themes that kept getting repeated. And you were able to deliver that because having somebody come in to fix or renovate often requires sort of delays. Whenever I was going to be late, or it looked like I was going to be late, I rang people and said I'm running 10 minutes late, 15 minutes late. I always let them know and people were so happy that I called and that service, the simpleness of being able to phone them and let them know, no problems at all and we would either reschedule or it was fine for me to come late and because I did that and was upfront and honest and let them know, it just seemed like it wasn't a problem. What was the size of some of the jobs? Were they they from light bulb changing right through to knocking out walls? Oh, they varied enormously. I get a lot of hanging pictures 
and a lot of fixing doors and windows that are stuck. The smallest job I did was asked to do was to fix a cord on an outside awning for an old pensioner and that was all she wanted me to do and I was happy to come out and do that and that took half an hour or less than half an hour and it was it was fine. The biggest job I've had has been a couple of weeks and that was actually preparing a house for sale. Had asbestos removed from the garage and so it meant relining the garage inside and out and then doing stacks of work, putting in new doors, um, French doors, painting, sanding, like that was a huge job and that was basically, well probably two, two three weeks Work. Sounds like a roadworthy for a car, but this time for a house. Yes, <laughs> and the expense kept growing every time you turned around. It was something else had broken. <laughs> but you got to a stage where you realised that you're providing a service, but you also had to operate a business. Mm. How did you learn about cash flow and Mm. Uh, people who don't pay up and Mm. banks and all those things that you need to run a small business well I'm still learning that I hadn't ever been in business before and so that has been the biggest learning curve for me and I'm still not quite doing it (laughs) correctly I know when I opened my bank account the St George Bank put me through a business course they funded me to do that and that was absolutely wonderful to teach me about the the day-to-day runnings of business from yeah cash flow what what statements are good to keep an eye on it how to how to set out your books so you can keep track of things through to marketing and and how to approach marketing how to always test the market to see so before you put a whole lot of money out in an advertising field to just do a test and see if it actually is going to be a effective before you invest all of this money so many so many tips and it's been absolutely fantastic to have both workbooks and also the teachings from you don't sound as though you needed much knowledge about marketing you started off with a seven dollar small ad marketing campaign which lasted two weeks that kick-started you what additional things have you now learned about marketing I've learnt firstly that the business, localhandywoman.com, is actually marketable in itself because it explains exactly what we do. So I've got a whole lot of t-shirts printed and that we wear. And even if I'm at the supermarket or at the fruit shop the other day, I got a whole big job out of buying some apples for lunch. But I had my work T-shirt on and the lady said, oh, you're a handy woman. I need someone to do da-da-da-da. And that's exactly how it happened. I gave my card and um, that's turned into quite a job for actually myself and a network member. So marketing the name and just having it on the side of the car, on the side of the truck, on the T-shirts, on the back of my T-shirts, I just kind of realised from word go that it was so effective. So it's been... Yeah, it's been really good. Here we now get to the nitty-gritty. What's your monthly take? My first month was very small, but my my last month was 7500 Now, that was revenue or margin? <laughs> so here's learn about business. What's the difference? Revenue meaning my incoming and margin is the profit. Is that what you mean? Good. See? I paid attention in that class. That is turnover. 
And your costs are pretty low? Yes. Um, I do have someone keeping my books, and so she's, in a sense, my biggest expense. That and my truck, which all my tools on. But at the moment, I'm putting a fair bit of my profit into developing the network, which isn't as yet making me profit. Things like the website development and just setting it all up and my admin assistance hours to actually get, get the whole thing going. Now, you mentioned the network. What sort of network have you got? I've established a network of, of handy women and female trades professionals. And initially, I want to be Australia-wide and just, just wanting to offer a female to do some of the jobs that have traditionally been done by men. And the, the network's open to men as well as associate members. We're not anti-men. We just want to present women as an option for those who want to have a woman to come into their home. We've actually found a lot of older men are really happy to have a woman come and do the job. I get a lot of older blokes who just are too old now to get up ladders or whatever. They've been great customers. And also family, like the idea of having a female tradie come in. So we've got a plumber and electric and five or six handy women now and gardeners, horticulturists, you know, a range of services. Mm. Have you ever had a job that you've had to refuse because you just couldn't do it, it was too big or was in an area you knew nothing about? Yes, that has happened quite a few times. One thing I'm really committed to is to be honest and I've got no problems at all saying I'm handy but I can't do this one. But what I'm able to do is actually because I've, I've done lots of renovating and I've had lots of tradies come into my place places over the years, I'm able to direct the customer to what kind of trade professional they need I always explain why I can't do it. Sometimes I'm able to actually say, well, ring this person, they'll be great. And if I can't do that, at least our contact has actually benefited them. They're clearer on what it is they need to ask for now. And so they have a better understanding. And out of those referrals, so many times they that I get recommended to their friends. Oh, so-and-so called you out for a job, but you couldn't do it. But I wonder if you could do something for me. They really value the honesty. So you're really talking about an equation that I've heard that says trust plus likability plus credibility equals the job. Wow, I'm going to write that down. (laughs) That sounds really good. Trust is so important and likability and the big thing is listening. So many women that I've been to, when I've asked them why have you called me, don't feel listened to. They feel embarrassed and even some of the blokes I think that have called me out I wonder if they feel a bit embarrassed about not knowing what the widget's called or the whatever if they're talking to another bloke. So that that listening and likability I think is really important. If you feel heard, that goes a long way to winning. So what's the next step? The next step for me is to work out how I can encourage other women to work for themselves as handy women. There's so many jobs that 
women do at home that they could actually offer to other women and earn money for themselves. And the thing I've learned is you don't have to know it all. And as the network grows, if you don't know how to do something, someone else will, and you can either learn as you go or just stick to your area of expertise. So I want to encourage women to have a go. That's my passion, I guess. So after the network, do you see your business growing in other areas, like on the internet? I see it growing in the area of advice and guidance. I'm, I really enjoy teaching and training. And so I guess I see my personal role within the business of encouraging, training, mentoring. I see a role for helping anyone to become independent. And so I have thought about things like a video that I can have up on YouTube or our website that say teaches people how to hang pictures. So many people want us to come and hang pictures. So I figure if I can teach them about what the wall is made of, what it looks like and what picture hook is appropriate, then they can get a bit of independence and confidence at doing something themselves. So that's where I'd like to go personally within this. So you see a bright future for yourself? Oh yeah, I do. I do. I really am happy in this work. I love being a handy woman. That's just me naturally. I'm really handy. I love teaching and training and being creative. And for me, working and going into people's homes is a real honour and helping them to solve their day-to-day problems is just a, a fantastic thing to offer in terms of a service. And I think it's a great career move for other women to get out and try doing this. It's um, amazing how many smaller jobs actually people are happy to have someone to come and do. Now, here's the free commercial. What's your website? Oh, the website and the business name is one in the same, localhandywoman.com. Karen, thank you very much. Thank you. Karen Bruno, the local handy woman. Karen's website is the W's, of course, local handywoman.com that's all one word localhandywoman.com in our next podcast we'll talk with Jonathan Maxwell general manager Beland Group Australasia a wine company Jonathan is passionate about the wine business but he wants a career backup he has a voice that would make him a decent James Bond some people say he's got the looks to match Find out how he's going to back up his career in the next free podcast. Cheers from me, Christian Peterson, and from Wes Ward.